I remember about eight years ago, Susan, I was sitting with Bishop Stewart uh, in a car, having a great conversation, as we do from time to time, and we were talking about moving back to Chicago to plant a church, and he's like, Aaron, the people in Chicago, this small group of people, they're amazing. You could plant a church with them. You could lead a church with them. I had no idea who you were. I had never met you before, but how true and prophetic those words were because these last eight years have been an amazing journey with you, ministering in Christ's church, planting it, leading it, shepherding it, and also seeing you lead uh, people who maybe even don't trust the church, but you bring the church to them, Susan, and it has been such a strengthening, faith-building thing to see you go out and minister in Jesus' name to many sheep that don't yet have a shepherd, but because of you, they do. Um, my hope uh, as we look at Ezekiel 34 is that uh, we could all see the shepherding ministry of the Lord. The Lord actually describes his own ministry as a shepherd. And my hope is that we could all receive that ministry this morning and that specifically Susan, that it could be a ministry you could imitate. And for all of us who follow Jesus, that this could be something that we ourselves could imitate as well. So I, I invite you to turn to Ezekiel 34, verses 11 uh, through 24. This is in your bulletin. You could turn there in your Bibles as well. We'll look, look at specifically two ways that the Lord shepherds us. Two ways that the Lord shepherds us. And for those of us who follow the shepherd, ways that we can shepherd others as well. So the first way that the shepherd uh, ministers to us is that he brings his sheep home. The Lord is a shepherd who brings his sheep home again and again. Sheep scatter. It's not a bug, it's a feature of sheep. Sheep are easily spooked by the dark, by sudden noises, or by nothing at all. Thus, it must be the nature of shepherds to constantly find and regather sheep. Good shepherds have the guts and the perseverance uh, and the iron will to track down not just most of the sheep, but every single last sheep that's out there. And it's one of the most important qualities that a shepherd has at all, is just that willingness to track them down, and they'll do whatever it takes to find them. I was reading this week about uh, the Arif family. The Arifs are a family who uh, lived in the Jordanian mountains not long ago, and their, uh, most of their life work was caring for a flock of sheep. Uh, one night, there was a frightening storm that blew through the Jordanian mountains, and it was so strong that it actually collapsed all of the tents in which uh, the sheep were being housed. The animals immediately bolted into the darkness. So it's in the middle of the night, it's storming, it's lightning, it's thundering. And there was a shepherd that they had hired. The Arab family had hired a shepherd to watch over the sheep for circumstances like this. And in that moment, the shepherd also bolted into the darkness, not to find the sheep, but to find his own hiding place. And... Um, the entire era family, when they realized what had happened, they all got out of bed, uh, they put their clothes on, and uh, they uh, went out into the darkness. They braved the slick rocks and uh, the falling rain and went through the Jordanian mountains, calling out every last one of their sheep. They didn't actually come back home. They didn't actually go back to sleep until they had tracked down every last one and brought them back safely under the newly re reconstituted tents. Um, 
The next day, they went out looking also for the uh, erstwhile hired hand. And it turns out he was hiding in a nearby village behind an oven. <laughs> so they found him. They fired him. He was not asked to return. Um, why, he didn't have the guts to, to gather the sheep under duress. Good shepherds find every last one. Good shepherds gather sheep. Sheep scatter, shepherds gather. Listen to the Lord describe his own ministry. Ezekiel 37, verse 11. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock, when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep and I will rescue them from all the places where they have scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. This is a personal commitment of the Lord to go find lost sheep that have experienced a day of stress and disaster where they have been scattered. The people of God at this time had been ransacked uh, where they lived in the land of Judah. Assyria had come through. Babylonia had come through. A really terrible circumstance of a foreign army coming in, taking sons captive. Imagine taking daughters captive, destroying their sacred temple, taking all their stuff, and the sheep scattering, some of them taken captive, some of them escaping. What did the shepherds do? The shepherds were just like that hired hand. They bolted. They got the best deal they could get in a day of disaster and thick clouds and darkness. So the Lord said, no, if you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. If you're not going to track the sheep down and find them and gather them back in, I'm going to do it. Um, so why would the Lord do this? Why would he personally commit himself to gather the sheep? Is this because the Lord wants to sort of consolidate his power? Is this the Lord going, oh, you know, the sheep, you know, they're a profitable enterprise and I've got to bring them back so that I can have a regular source of income. And we see people do this in our day. We see people exercise spiritual leadership for the wrong reasons. Why does the Lord want to do it? Well, the Lord wants to bring his sheep home because home is where the food is. Home is where the food is. Look at verse 13. I will bring them out from the peoples, foreign peoples, foreign lands, and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land and I will feed them. So he's not looking to fleece them. He wants to feed them. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the ravines and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. He wants to feed them. He wants to bring them home because home is where the food is. Some time ago, I was in a foreign country uh, seeking to make my money last until the end of the trip. Many of the meals were, were on our own, and so I was trying to budget my money so that I could get enough calories every day, but then make it still to the end of the trip. So scraping by. I was a foreigner, so I didn't know where all of the good spots were. The good spots being the delicious but also inexpensive places, that sweet spot. I only knew about the expensive and uh, mediocre places. <laughs> and so I was just sort of like wandering around, trying to get enough to eat, never quite being satisfied. And I remember at one point purchasing a very expensive, mediocre burger. It wasn't very hot, wasn't very delicious from a server who didn't really want to be serving me, an American. 
England. And, um, <laughs> and I remember thinking, I, right now, all I want, right now, all I want is to be at Portillo's again. <laughs> I want a hot burger in the Midwest where people are nice and it doesn't cost me $20. The Lord's ministry is to bring his sheep home into familiar lands to feed them to the full, where they don't need to sort of wander around and be half satisfied. He wants them to be so filled that they lie down, which is the only time sheep really lie down is when they've had enough to eat. That's when they feel safe. That's when they feel full. And that's when they lie down. Now, the Lord's ultimate ministry is not just to feed us physically, although that is important. He wants to feed us spiritually, and the way he does that is providing his own presence. And that's what the Lord is really ultimately promising to his people. He wants to feed them with his very presence. Look at what he says in verse 15. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. Um, this is really, I think, a beautiful picture ultimately of the church. The shepherd, the Lord himself is in our midst. We're not wandering around anymore seeking half satisfactions for our souls, looking for nourishment in all of the wrong places. We are well fed by the Lord. We're made to lie down. We're finally at rest in a familiar land that has become home for us because he's made it home for us. He feeds us with the word. He feeds us with the sacrament. And we're getting healed, and we're getting strengthened, and we're getting encouraged. This is what the Lord wants for Emmanuel. He's going to use you, Susan, to bring it about. You know, I think a lot of people are afraid of coming back to the church. They're just afraid they're going to be judged. They're afraid they're going to be pushed. They're afraid, really, that they don't have their life together enough to be inside the confines of the church. And so, really, I find that people really do bring their guard up, even when they do come to church sometimes, because they're just afraid that they're going to be smacked down, that they're going to be judged, um, and that they have to put up a front, and that it couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, look at what the Lord says about what happens when the sheep come home. Verse 16, I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak. That's what the Lord wants to do, and he, we bring our mess with, with us, we bring our injuries with us, we bring our inconsistencies with us. We bring our hunger with us, and the Lord very carefully, lovingly, compassionately puts us back together even as he feeds us. You can even picture a Middle Eastern shepherd finding one of his prodigal sheep. He finally, after a long search, finds one. They're, they're caught in a thicket. They've got some festering wounds. They've got a, maybe a broken leg. They're really hungry. They're really afraid. They're really scared of the shepherd even. And he calls their name because he knows them. He begins to beckon them back. Hey, come on back with me. I've got healing for you. I've got food for you. And they begin to hobble back to him. And the shepherd takes care of the, the angry sheep. The shepherd takes care of the lonely sheep. He takes care of the traumatized sheep. The shepherd, he calls out to the cynical sheep, the addicted sheep. And he says, come on home. Come on home. This is where you belong. I want to take care of you and feed you. No more scraping by. Come home with me. There's plenty of food. Let me dress that wound. I'm not going to hurt you. 
And the Lord, we can even picture him as a, like a shepherd veterinarian, kind of like going through, where's the wounds here? Where's the stuck places here? How's your, how's your malnourishment? How are you feeling right now? And he, he gives each individual sheep the exact care, the exact ministry that they need to be strengthened in his home. And that's why the Lord seeks the sheep. This is what he wants to do. He wants to, to feed them on the good pasture, and he wants to take care of them. We don't have to be afraid of the shepherd. You might be afraid of church. You might be afraid of the shepherd himself. We don't have to wince around Jesus. We don't have to be self-protective around him or keep our pride. The Lord gathers us home. He gathers us home so that he can feed us and heal us and restore our souls. And Susan, I, I just see the Lord raising you up for this ministry. I see you going out, taking the church to sheep that are afraid of the church. And I've just seen you through texts and emails and personal visits seek out the lost sheep like the good shepherd seeks him out. And I pray that he fills you with his spirit to keep doing that. And I pray that he fills all of us with his spirit to follow you in that and to bless you in that with our own texts, emails, invites, calls, where we take the ministry of the shepherd out to wherever his lost sheep are. So the Lord, uh, as the shepherd, he promises to bring his sheep home. It's just kind of what a shepherd does. Sheep scatter. Shepherds gather. Forever and ever, amen. <laughs> the work's never done, but that's not the only thing that the shepherd does. The shepherd also brings his sheep justice. He brings them home, but he also brings his sheep justice. Look with me at verse 17. As for you, my flock, says the Lord God, behold, I judge between sheep and sheep between rams and male goats. This is an interesting phrase, isn't it? I judge between sheep and sheep. I don't really hear people say that ever. <laughs> I judge between sheep and sheep. This means that there are some sheep from within the ranks of the victims, within the ranks of the people who have been carted away and have endured hardship. There's some bullies within the congregation. There's sheep and then there's sheep. There's people who are honestly looking for a shepherd to lead them and there's others who are looking for an opportunity to abuse their fellow sheep because there is no shepherd. During the exile, um, there were some people that were trusted members of the Israelite community and they used their trust to exploit the vulnerable. One wise pastor referred to these types of people as outwardly blameless but inwardly ravenous. Outwardly blameless, inwardly ravenous. And so the Lord, what he does, and this is so important for if you've experienced injustice, is that he names the injustice. That's where he begins. He names the injustice. Um, verse 18, he begins by saying, is it not enough for you to feed on the good pasture? And he's talking to the bullies within the congregation here, that you must tread down with your feet the rest of your pasture and to drink of clear water, that you must muddy the rest of the water with your feet, and must my sheep eat what you have trodden with your feet, and drink what you have muddied with your feet. Here are well-fed sheep uh, who drink to the full, and eat to the full, and in the process they ruin the food supply and they ruin the water supply for everybody else. This is what happens when people infiltrate communities of faith, exploiting it and taking what they want. 
Here are pastors who are just in it for the money and the platform. Here are leaders who work the system to gain more power in the church. Here are abusers who just want access to trusting victims. Here are likable, pleasant people who lie and gossip and slander behind closed doors. And they ruin it for everybody. They muddy the water and they tread down the pastures and they've gotten away with it for a while, but the Lord as the shepherd will not stand idly by. He will see it and he will name it. Not only does he name the injustice, he also makes it right. He actually takes an action to stand in between the abusers and the abused and says, no more. Verse 21, uh, the Lord says, because you push with side and shoulder and thrust at or even gore all the weak with your horns till you have scattered them abroad, I will rescue my flock. They shall no longer be a prey and I will judge between sheep and sheep. Notice here that the Lord, when he makes injustice right, the focus is not on retribution. The focus is not on like being mean and getting revenge. The focus that the Lord has is on setting everything right so that the people who are the victims, people who are getting pushed around, uh, whose food and water supply was being stolen, they're just, they're no longer prey anymore. One Middle Eastern shepherd says this, sheep are docile, enduring, and pure. To match this purity and passive courage, shepherds ought to be fearless and devoted guardians. That's exactly who God is. He is, a, uh, he is a fearless and a devoted guardian, and that's exactly what sheep need. They need shepherds who will be watchful and who are willing to stand in and walk in between the bullies and the bullied and say, this will not stand in the house of God. That's who the Lord is, and we can rest in that. He's a rescuer for his people and a righteous and merciful judge. He sees the injustice, he names the injustice, he corrects the injustice. Um, if you've been a victim of injustice, know this. The Lord sees everything that's been done for you, and he fights for you. And if you put your injustice in his hands, he will make it right. He will make it right in this lifetime, and ultimately, he will ultimately make it right in the life to come. He's a just and a good king. Um, Susan, may the Lord fill you with great courage to join him in this ministry. May he fill all of us with courage to join him in this ministry. There's injustice wherever we go. And if you follow Jesus, may he give you his Holy Spirit so that you may put yourself on the line to stand up for those and to speak up for those who have no voice in our culture, in our workplace, in our neighborhoods, and in our cities. It's a ministry of discernment. It's a ministry of truth-telling, and it is a ministry of ultimately not rash action, but decisive action and decisive words to make things right for God's beloved sheep. The Lord has promised to bring his sheep home, and the Lord has promised to bring his sheep justice. Now, how is he going to get that done? You may be wondering, like, how is the Lord really going to bring his sheep home and bring his sheep justice? I am reminded of a uh, story of a Bedouin shepherd named Said. Said shared his, his story with uh, Old Testament scholar Tim Laniac, who was over visiting. Said's family, uh, when he was a boy, uh, he cared for a, a small flock of goats in the Sinai. That was his kind of the family business. 
And his father, as he was getting older, was trusting him with more and more of the care of these goats uh, and um, the shepherding responsibilities. When Saeed was seven, one of the goats went missing. And the father said to Saeed, he got down on his level and he said, Saeed, there's a goat missing. And I want you to go out and I want you to go find that goat. In fact, I don't want you to come home until the goat has been found. Seven-year-old Saeed walked out into the Sinai desert as the sun was going down and was gone for two days looking for the goat. How much the family was committed to finding every last goat, how much the father was committed to finding that last goat. I was thinking about this story and thinking about the father's heart for us, how much he cares about us, and how willing he was to send his son out, out into the darkness, out to find the lost sheep. His son said yes. His son didn't come back until he had found us. He didn't come back until he had given his life on the cross to take away our sin, uh, to take our wounds upon himself, to give us his Holy Spirit to heal us, to send his Holy Spirit to make a place called the local church where his sheep could be gathered in, could be fed, and could be given justice, given a voice. The son went out to find every last sheep and he will come again. We remember in Advent that he came the first time, um, and he will come again a second time. These final verses of our text uh, promise this. Verse 23, I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I am the Lord. I have spoken. The Lord sent his son, the father sent his son the first time as the shepherd. He's going to send his son the second time to be the king and the prince who will bring ultimate justice, who will bring ultimate feeding, who will separate indeed the unjust goats from the sheep who are ready to be cared for by the living God. And he's here in our midst right now as we are in between these two appearances of the Son of God, the great shepherd. And in between these two appearances, here we see the Lord raising up a shepherd after his own heart, Susan Radicke, to be a deacon in his holy Catholic and apostolic church. Susan, may he fill you and may he fill all of us with his Holy Spirit. May he fill you and may he fill all of us with that heart to bring every last sheep home. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.